Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. So great to be with you today. I'm here in West Virginia with the Raiders. They are spending some time out here. We'll get into more details on to, into that, into why coming up later. But we're going to dig right in. I got a voluminous amount of information for you today. Um, yesterday, our team put up 12 pieces of content at our website we put up multiple pieces of content that were Twitter only, highlight some practices, that kind of stuff. Tons of stuff on YouTube. I don't even know, but probably close to 20 pieces of content, video, podcasts, pictures, articles, <clears throat> all of it, 100% free. And remember, don't pay people for what we give you for free. Just be wise with your money, but we're giving you the outstanding coverage. I hope that you're enjoying it. And, and it's not me. We have a great team and I appreciate all my team and everyone who's involved and appreciate you because we're growing exponentially and the credit all goes to you guys. So <clears throat> take a second, make sure you subscribe, depending on how you're watching or where you're watching. can be on the top, can be on the bottom, wherever, but please make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following us on Twitter because we have a lot of stuff on Twitter that we don't even um, put on the site. And that's at Hondo Carpenter, H-O-N-D-O-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure when you're at our website, click on the newsletter, go to Raiders Today, sign up for our free newsletter. That way you'll never miss a story again. They're sent right to your inbox. We don't spam you. We don't sell your stuff, but we we it's just a great way for you to get information on your Raiders. Got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right at it. I'm a little frustrated not with you. It's late. I'm exhausted, and I just taped an entire podcast and deleted it before it saved not my brightest moments, but so hopefully I can catch a little bit of sleep. So let's get right to it. Um, coming in, and I, by the way, let me just quickly say, I love being a reporter in the digital age because there's proof of performance. So going into camp, I had projected uh, Sam Webb, Drake Thomas, and McClendon Curtis, all UDFAs. Webb was a UDFA un, un, undrafted free agent last year to make this roster. That was my prediction. And I told you many times, you can go back and read when I wrote it and watch in podcasts when I, when I didn't, but when I said it, they were going to have some tough decisions because Dave Ziegler had built a very good roster for a very good players. And they were looking at several other practice squad guys and thinking, man, we don't know if we'll be able to keep them on our practice squad because somebody else is going to assign them to their 53 man. Well, they lost two more guys yesterday in Webb and McClendon Curtis. Now, I've heard people say, well, why would we keep Hoyer or Brandon Bolden? Okay, if you go back and watch the video prior, after the Dallas Cowboy game, 
I talked to Josh McDaniels, Champ Kelly, and Dave Ziegler and asked them about how much of building a roster is, boy, we think in the future this guy could be that, and how much is about today. And it, and you have to consider all of that. And so none of those guys played running back. None of those guys played um, uh, linebacker like Drake Thomas or defensive back like Sam Webb. Now, if Zamir had shown more, there may it may have opened another roster spot. You know, who do you add to your roster? But it didn't, and they lost these guys. Now, I understand there are some people that always have a narrative. One of the things that I hate about modern media is everyone wants to tell everyone what to think. This is why we put up so much raw video and just let you decide your own opinion. I don't need somebody on the left telling me how to feel about politics or on the right telling me. I, I think I'm pretty smart. I want to I want to know what's going on. Just give me the facts and I'll make my own decisions. Same way in sports media. I'm not going to tell you what to think. But what I am going to say is I, I am nervous. I don't know that nervous is the right word. I am concerned about anyone, whether it's sports, weather, news, politics, <clears throat> that comes with their reporting with me with an agenda. Now, there are some people that just hated David Carr. I mean, Derek Carr. So whatever Derek did, they hated. Then there were people that worshipped Derek Carr. Whatever Derek Carr did, they just loved it. There are people who hate Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, and there are people that love him. So everything goes through that prism. I, that's not where I live. I live in Realville. And so I'm able to be friends with people. I'm even able to be friends with people I don't like. Um, and report on them and be fair because I just keep it right where it's at. Keep it real. So on both ends of the spectrum, oh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, they're terrible failures. Look at these players that they didn't keep. <clears throat> okay, we only get to keep 53. And none of them are playing backup quarterback <clears throat> when you can have a third quarterback on game day. And that quarterback in Hoyer helps develop Aiden O'Connell. Now, you may disagree with that. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. But they're also not doing things at running back that Brandon Bolden does that, that others can't. So you can rip Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels all you want. That's clearly your option and your choice. Or you can take the approach of, look it, there's a lot of, there's, they've accumulated so much talent that teams are coming. And not just practice squad. There were other guys they cut that are playing on other teams. Or you can look and say, wow, their talent evaluation has gone significantly up. And they're acquiring good talent. That's how I see it. Um, you can look at it any way you want, but I, th I think it's disappointing for the Raiders to lose those guys. But I think it's exciting if you're a Raider fan that you see, wow, but we're doing the right evaluations. Guys are coming for our people. Um, you know, a lot of people are wondering, why did they come to West Virginia? A couple of things. First of all, there's proven studies in the NFL about going from east to west or west to east and what the three hours does. Now, this may surprise you, but the three hours going east to west doesn't have as much of an impact on winning and losing as going from west to east. I thought that was fascinating. Another thing is, is it's it's wet and rainy in the northeast. And I realize West Virginia isn't it, but it's the same time frame and it's relatively the same. It is not relatively. It's very close to the same um, weather this time of year. <clears throat> and so they get to get away. And they stay on the Eastern time zone. They get to get away and work together 
and to um, spend time together, continue to build relationships, which is what good good teams do. Think about it. If you work remotely from home, you don't have a lot of colleagues. This doesn't apply to you. But if you work with people, you know, the, the more you know them, the better you know them as people. It gives, makes you vested in their success. But I'll give you another example. <clears throat> when you live in Vegas, so yesterday it was 77 here. And I'm in, sh- I'm, I'm, I'm there and I got a t-shirt on and everything else. And I was sweating profusely. Now I'm fat, so that, that's part of it. But I'm sweating profusely. But when I'm in Vegas and it was 77 and it's 117 and I'm in a three-piece black suit, I'll be super hot. I'm not pretending it's not hot in Vegas, but there's zero humidity and I don't sweat. That was one of the weirdest things I had to adjust when I moved out to Vegas is you just don't sweat. You're you're very hot, but you don't sweat. And it's a different type of weather. They're out here. They're getting used to it. Their bodies are adjusting to it. And I'm going to tell you this. There is a narrative among Raider fans that I do not understand where everyone says that that Mark Davis is broke, which is totally not true. It's completely false. In fact, it's a lie. Were they cash-strapped in Oakland? Yes, but they're not in Oakland anymore. They're rolling in it. They're rolling in it. And I think that should – Mark Davis deserves some credit. He'll spend any amount of money if it gives his team an edge towards a win. And this is a game Sunday that the Raiders are going to have to play really, really well to win. I mean, the, the odds are better that they're going to lose on Sunday than win. And still, doesn't care. If it gives us an advantage, let's roll it. Let's do it. I think that says a lot because when you bring your whole team, I mean, they, they had to bring two planes. Two. Because you're out here for a week. And if you just go for a game, you don't have to bring two planes. But they've got PR people. They've got security people. They've got their cooking staff, their janitorial staff. They've got trainers, coaches. I mean, everybody. It is a huge deal to move a massive operation, you know, 1,700 miles and set up for a week. So, Anyways, I, I, I think Mark Davis deserves some, some credit, and I wanted to bring that out. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to talk about a ton of information, Raiders. We're going to talk about some of the bills, <clears throat> but... I also want you to know that when I look at an analyze game, I reach out to people around the NFL too. Hey, give me an idea about your scouting report. What are some things that you're seeing? One of the things about Josh Allen, and, and he is clearly a top four quarterback in the NFL. Some people believe top three. Clearly. Um, but Brian Dayball left last year to go be the coach of the, of the Giants, and he's a good coach regardless of what happened week one. He's a good coach. And um, – you saw him getting back to his old ways of being a gunslinger, the multiple interceptions. You know, Brett Favre played that way, but Brett Favre was, um, even though he played that way, he won a lot of games. Josh Allen, a lot of people believe, is Favre 2.0, just younger version of Favre. And, and if that's the case, he's farther along um, or close to being farther along than where Favre was at this point in his career. But he's there. <clears throat> and and he's coming. But he is a guy that um, – I'm trying to get – I want to say this nicely. In fact, let me look at my notes. Um, he'll take risks. Let's just – can we leave it right there? He'll take risks. 
And so part of the deal, and I'm going to get into more of this later with the Raiders, is is that you got to weather the storm at Buffalo. I think the best place to crowd-wise in the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs, and I know that's going to get me a ton of hate mail. It's just reality, folks. Sorry. But then you've got Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Buffalo in that next kind of um, group of teams. And the Bills Mafia is going to be out. DeMarco, uh, DeMarco, I'm sorry, um, Hamlin uh, is going to be – I don't know where DeMarco came from, sorry. But you're going to see um, Hamlin is going to be there. I don't know if he's going to play, but he's going to be in uniform. The, uh, the place is going to be lit, DeMar Hamlin. The place is going to be lit, and the Raiders just got to weather the storm. And when they do, all the pressure for this game is on the Bills. All of it. I mean, the whole freaking thing. Nobody, I mean, Vegas has this as almost a double-digit loss for the for the Raiders. There's no shame in going to Buffalo and losing to Buffalo. In fact, I predicted it at the beginning of the year. The sun will come out tomorrow. Anyways, there's no shame in it. And this is a better Raider team, and they're playing with house money. I'm just telling you. There's a lot of smell in the wind, a potential upset coming. And um, and it would be an upset, make no mistake. It would last year, last week winning in, in Denver was a steal because I've told you the story. Don Shula, and he went on the road in the NFL, was a steal. But it wasn't a surprise. It would be if they beat the Buffalo Bills at Buffalo. But it doesn't mean it's a long shot. We'll get in more on that later. Um, let's talk about uh, – you guys know my rule with players. If I don't have a recording device, it's an off-the-record conversation. Unless I say to them right up front, hey, I'd like to talk to you a little bit anonymously. I'll use your material, but I won't use your name. So I don't talk about conversations that are just private, about about the um, internal part of it. And I may say I talked to that guy, whatever, but had a great visit with Hunter Renfro yesterday and that video is up right now. You can go watch it on our YouTube site, Las Vegas Raiders insider with Hondo Carpenter. Um, later day, I'm going to have video up with Jimmy and Devante, man, you're going to love that. And there were a lot of people that were disappointed Hunter didn't get catches over the weekend. Now there's a couple of reasons. First of all, I've already talked earlier in the week when he was in the field, Jimmy makes really quick reads Number one, or and so if he comes to the line and he's the target, but he sees double coverage or something in there that sees better coverage somewhere else, he's going to go there. Plus, the Raiders ran a lot of 21, which is two tight ends um, and one running back. Some people would call it 12, one running back, two tight ends. Just depends on who you're talking to because it's the same. You know, if you're a person that sees two tight ends and one running back as a 12 and you're talking about 21 personnel, that that's totally different to you. But if you're a guy that sees two tight ends and a running back is 21, then 12 personnel is different. It's just like I told you, a lot of people call um, the straight sprint to the end zone, you know, what a lot of people would call a Hail Mary or go deep, a nine route. Some call it a seven because seven stands for touchdown, whatever it may be. You know, the Raiders spent a lot of time in 12 personnel, two tight ends, one running back. And that's not, when you're number three wide receiver, if you're in 12, he's not on the field. But yesterday, great interview with him. You'd really enjoy it. Go watch it when this podcast's over. But he uh, he talked about, hey, I just want to win. I just want to win. 
and you guys all know my fondness and affinity for Hunter, and I have a lot of it. He's a winner, and that's what he did. And uh, he didn't care. You know, he knew he was – he knows in me, breaks the huddle, I'm a target. He can tell, all right, I'm in double coverage, but Jacoby's not. It's not going to come to me. And those are all the things, you know, where some people just look at, at, at stats. These guys know what's supposed to happen when, where it's called what, and, and that's how that all worked out. But his spirits were great. Again, I want to talk about the Raiders on Sunday. They got to get it to the fourth quarter. I don't think the Raiders are good enough to come back down 14 points in the fourth quarter against the Bills. But you're seven points, eight points, nine points down. Yeah. Seven or less, for sure. And then once that happens, the Bills are the ones feeling all the pressure. Again, all of it. They know this, the chance of us getting to a Super Bowl starting 0-2 are No. They've got to win. So the Raiders, that's going to help them. The more pressure. Now, not just internal pressure of, man, we can't lose, but they got to get pressure because Josh Allen makes mistakes when he's under pressure, and they've got to get to him. You know, ideally, you know, you're in nickel coverage. you got your three corners, Peters, Hobbs, Bennett. you got your two safeties, and you're coming with six guys, or you're able to bring some blitzes. You don't want to blitz a lot, but you're able to bring them to force Allen to make some mistakes. I'm just telling you. Pressure, both internal, which means keeping it close into the fourth quarter, and getting Josh pressure on Josh is a big, big deal. Uh, Jimmy G. Um, I again, the video is coming up later today. I had I've had several conversations with him as late as of late, both after the game and yesterday, that were you know just off the record. So I'm not going to tell you what we talked about, but he has such had such a massive impact on this team. Um, when he threw that interception in the red zone, he was so angry and he was pressing. He was trying to do something good and he knows I cost us three. But when he was coming out the field, he was mad. But I mean, the players are cheering and he's got this grin in his face. It's all right, boys, we're going to be fine. He just has a swagger and a confidence that this team has adapted from him. Now, Max had that, but he wasn't an offensive player. Devontae had it, but he wasn't a quarterback. And I don't care if it's peewee, JV, freshman, high school, college, pro. People look to their quarterback. They want to see that. He's got that moxie, that it. And I had a good time talking with him about it yesterday. You'll enjoy that on the video. But he is just a calming presence in this locker room. And they trust him. And that's a big deal. I'm going to get into a lot more on that later but they trust him um thayer mumford now you may remember i tell you this all the time there are things that when we're at practice we can't comment about we're members of the pro football writers association and in their negotiations with the nfl for access we can't talk about schematics we can't talk about um things that, that would hurt the raiders and give an advantage to an oppose an opponent. And I have no problem with that. If you're covering the Lions, it's the same rules. If you're covering the Dolphins, you just if whatever. So for example, if I wanted to go to Bill's practice today, I'd get in. But the Bills have a right that whatever I see, I'm not reporting or coming back and telling the Raiders. No problem with that. But um 
Thayer Mumford at the jumbo was some things we saw getting worked on. Uh, and if you saw him playing jumbo tight end, you know, <clears throat> he did such a good job. Just, he's so physical. And once he gets them big Ohio State Buckeye mitts on you, and he's able to get that moving. I, I, I'll tell you, I thought he was good when he got reps to tackle. Good. Not as good as Illuminor. But his reps at tight end, at jumbo tight end, were exceptionally well. He did really, really well. Anyways, I interviewed him. Got that that material up for you. And I encourage you to go watch it, that video. But I thought he did super well, and I had a good chance to talk in the locker room. And, and, and when you're taking on um, Buffalo, I'm going to get into more details in a minute on how you do it. They're going to need him at that jumbo tight end. Uh, Michael Mayer did not get a lot of catches on last Sunday. Part of that was him, but most of it was scheme. The tight ends for the Raiders, not all. You saw Hoop made a great catch. Um, but there was – he was blocking a lot. He was extremely physical. In fact, again, later today I'll have the video of Jimmy Garoppolo talking to him yesterday. But Jimmy even talked about his physicality, just how physical he is. And Michael Mayer had a great visit in the locker room and just how he – is handling the physicality of the game, the adjustments to the game. That guy's got superstar written all over him. He's really, really good. That's why they had him targeted as a first-round talent and would have gladly taken him at the bottom of the first round. And uh, But super good job on him, his physicality, and he's coming. Remember, I have no expectations of rookies, none. I just don't. There's too much of an adjustment. There's too much going on. I'm going to talk to you more about that. Um, in a minute, uh, I want to talk about another player first, then we'll get to that. Well, you know, let's just do it, Tyree Wilson. So you can go back, and again, this is why I love the digital age. You can go back and watch the video that I shot the night of the first round when Tyree got picked. <clears throat> they preferred Will Anderson because Will Anderson was more polished and more developed, but Tyree Wilson had a bigger upside. Now, the coaching at Texas Tech isn't even close to as good as the coaching with the Raiders. And secondly, there are some players where the coaching in college is as good at defensive end as the Raiders, but you're going against inferior teams. That's part of, you know, there's so many college football teams. And so a lot of guys don't are not as technique sound coming out of college at any college. You know, Will Anderson's a unicorn now. He's special. And so they love Tyree. They thought he was a dude. But they knew there was some upside. The guy misses 80% of training camp. He's still addressing to the speed. Did he look great Sunday? Well, no, if your expectation was what he's supposed to look like in five years. You know, Cleland Farrell got picked way too high by the Raiders. It was a terrible draft pick. But when he did do stuff good, yeah, but not for what the money he makes. Okay, that's not his fault. And he was able to go sign quickly with San Francisco and has played well because um, they have him in the right spot. And But sometimes fans, because of where players are picked, the expectation is the money paid. And that's where, in my opinion, that's just a player can't control where he's picked. But he can control what he can control. And Cleve Farrell wasn't what the Raiders wanted him to be. I mean, it was just horrible. 
But Tyree Wilson, there's no reason for panicking him. I know a lot of people were. There isn't. So please just take a deep breath, relax. He's going to be fine. Um, now let's talk about Chandler Jones. Um, I'm not going to say anything else about Chandler after this until something changes. He's not here. There is zero issues with the players towards management and how they're handling Chandler. Um, there's no animosity between the players and Chandler or management and Chandler. I just would ask you to pray for Chandler. Um, great guy. I like him a lot. And um, But pray for him. Keep him in your prayers. And we'll hope that everything eventually works out. But I do not see his return as, as imminent whatsoever. He's not here in West Virginia. I don't see it. Doesn't mean it isn't coming. Just it's nothing that I would call imminent. Um, then I want to address Jacoby Myers. I told you earlier uh, after the game, excuse me, on Sunday night in my post game pod, um, and I said on Monday that the expectation was that he may be back. Um, I don't believe that's the expectation anymore. I think he could, but I'm not as certain of it as I was Sunday or Monday. I'm going to put that at about thirty percent. Again, I don't see it. But I certainly don't think it's ruled out in, in, according to the people that I'm talking to. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about the keys to the game against Buffalo because there's some really big keys. Number one, um, the offensive line and, and the play calling have to attack the edge. Now, the edge is you know, from the outside shoulder. If you're the left tight end, if you're the tight end on the left, not the left tight end, but the tight end on the left from your shoulder out, if you're on the right, right out. If there's no tight end from the tackles out, that's the edge. They got to attack the edge. And they got to get into the flats, which is where the outside linebackers are, make the middle linebacker commit, and then attack that middle linebacker. So to me, the first 10 yards of the Bills defense, probably seven, but I'll say 10, um, is so vital. <clears throat> that edge and flat area. Across the middle area, there's a couple of things they're working on. I'm not going to talk about till after the game, just like Thayer and the Jumbo. Um, but um, I, I think they're going to, you know, the game plan is going to have a lot of attacking. The Raiders can't come out and be passive. They got to come out and attack. You're playing with house money. A loss here is not the end of the world. In fact, I I predicted a loss. But come out and attack. Put yourself. You're not going to come out. You're not going to go into the to the Orchard Park and win playing passive. You got to come in punching. I was on Buffalo radio. I've been on Buffalo radio and, and, and other things a lot this week. And one thing I'm telling them is the Raiders are coming in, playing with house money, and they want a street fight. They just want a street fight. Let's go. We're going to punch you. You punch us. Let's see who has the stronger chin. And if you're a Raider fan, don't you love that? That is just back to blue collar, lunch pail, Raiders football. I'll tell you a quick story. First time I met Al Davis, uh, many of you know I'm, I'm friends with Matt Mellon, and I'm with Matt. We're in Oakland, and Matt stops and introduces me to Al, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big guy, tall and big. And uh, Al looks at me and goes, Raiders. That's what he said. Not, hi, how you doing? And uh, and I really enjoyed Al. I thought he was just wonderful. Raiders. Um, but that's what you expect from the Raiders. You expect that that we're gonna punch you in the face. You may beat me, but you're gonna be in pain for it. 
Next week, who's ever on your schedule is going to thank us because you're still going to be hurt. And uh, I just think this, and I, I've said it on, on and, and if you go back and look at my Twitter, I've tweeted at one of the radio interviews I did. You can go back and listen. Um, But I said, they're coming in for a street fight playing with house money. And and I just think this this, this game to me, and I'm going to get into more of it in a minute, but this game to me, it's going to be a fun game. Anytime you get to watch a game in Buffalo is really cool. It's a great stadium, great people. The outside environment, right? It's it's louder than Lambeau, um, but very similar in the outdoor experience at Lambeau. It's just a really great place to be. Um, now, the other thing is the Raiders are not good enough to beat Buffalo and to beat themselves. So turnovers. Now, many of you know my I I, I preach ad nauseum about the rule of five. This is something I learned from NFL people. And, and and so what it is, is let's say the Raiders get two interceptions to Josh Allen and a fumble recovery. So they're plus three in turnovers. And let's say they have no turnovers. So they're plus three. But let's say they give up five sacks, but they get two sacks. Now they're minus three in sacks. So they take minus three in sacks, plus three in turnovers, and you're at a zero. The rule of five is between sacks and um, interceptions, if you can be at plus five in that rating, the rule of five, it's a huge deal. Huge, 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 huge deal. And uh, the Raiders, so, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy's going to be fine. He pressed it. He knew it. He's dealt with it this week in practice. So I'm dealing with it yesterday. But um, he's going to be fine. But the Raiders, there's turnovers now. There's blood in the water. Josh Allen's a gunslinger. And, and Raiders are playing with house money. Teams that start 0-2 don't, don't have a regular trip to the Super Bowl. And this is a team with Super Bowl talent and contention. So you want to keep this game close. You know, seven points going into the fourth quarter. Then all the pressure is on the Bills. All of it. You know, you're you're setting that edge and you're playing aggressive and you're, you know, you, you don't have to always blitz. But you're getting pressure. Remember, a quarterback can't complete a pass when he's laying on his ass and bam, do oh, gold. <laughs> yeah, I love if you, some of you guys are just too young. Most of you, ninety percent of you, I'm old. To watch the old Batman, you want to get ready for this football game. I, go to one of your Netflixes or one of your streaming places, or go on YouTube and 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 find some of those old Adam West Batman movies. Bye. Oh, bang. That's what you want to see. We're looking for a street fight. Rocky, Apollo 1. Remember that? Great movie. Great movie. If you haven't seen Rocky 1 in a while, just do it. Isn't that just one of those movies when it just shows up on your screen? Sorry, the remote is broken. Rocky 1 is on. (laughs) And, I mean, where Rocky just stands toe-to-toe and says, all right, let's go. Now, listen, the Bills got a better roster. Raiders are younger. They're coming. They're coming. They're getting there. and uh, But they're not the old Raiders where they're going to roll over and play dead. They expect to win. They're going to fight. They're going to punch you in the face. I mean, I talked to Jimmy Garoppolo about it yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Watching the game live against Denver, that was such a physical war. And my dad was in the military, so I, I apologize. I, using that term war when it comes to sports to me is overrated. 
It was a physical beating what the Raiders offense aligned it. And even Jimmy says, oh, yeah, I could hear it. Again, when you see the video, you're, him and I talk about it. I just love that. You know, right in the kisser. I love that physicality. Man, I love it. Because that's what this game is meant to be played. There's a lot of wimpification of football. Now, I understand we want safety, player safety. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be soccer. I mean, give me a break. In soccer, two guys run next to each other, and they both fall down. And some guy pulls out a credit card. I wish it was my wife's credit card from Kohl's. You're too mean. Give me a break. It's football. It's football. Come on now. I love that. Just <laughs> There's an old adage. You hit some guy so hard, his grandchildren be born with a headache. I love that. And I, I just want to see it this week. I want to see it again. And, and credit Colton and, and you know, several other people. Hang on. I need to check this real quick. This is something I may be needing for this ta- this podcast. Uh, no. Um. But I want that physicality. And so the Raiders are going to come out, and they're going to be physical. And so, okay, are the Bills ready for a fight? You don't think Greg Van Roten, who got let go because they couldn't afford him? Now, that guy already plays with a little bit of nasty. Hello, boys. Let's party. I'm sorry. I love the game of football. I, I love watching along the lines and all the physicality. And so going into this, you want to see that from the Raiders. You want to see because all the pressure's on the Bills. They're playing with house money. Oh, yeah, you should beat us. No, no, you're good. And they are. They ain't a lie. You're good. But I love that line with Rocky when he's getting ready to go play, to go fight Ivan Drago in Russia. When he says to Adrian, he's better. But to beat me, he gonna have to kill me. And is he and I'm this is not a quote, it's perfect, but is he willing to die to win? Because I am. Now this isn't a death, but those Raiders don't care if they come in bruised, bloodied, beat up. They love it. They love it. I'm telling you, folks. The Raiders in the time that I have been here have been very finesse, and now they're very physical. Go back. I'm, I'm, I'll just give you one example. Uh, Jimmy was talking about it yesterday. I mean, Devontae Adams is a superstar in this league, and he's blocking. These Raiders, day one of training camp, Josh McDaniel, day one of pads, bam, they're taking guys to the ground. This is a physical Raider team. Now, again, Oh, Hondo's jacked up. I'm always jacked up. I'm jacked up to watch little kids peewee football when I coach my son. I love it. But this is a physical Raider team. They want a physical game. That's why you don't get mad at physical aggression penalties. You get mad at stupid ones. But they got to just come in, be aggressive, take it right to the Bills. We're playing with house money. Let's go, boys. And I'm just, I think it's going to be really, really good. Now, Many so turnovers, they just cannot give. They got to remember the rule of five. They, if, if Raiders win the rule of five, they will upset the Bills. Now moving on, many of you know this, and it isn't a Hondo original, so I don't want to take credit for it. But I um, have ten criteria 
in which I do my prognostication. I got this from several people in the world of football. And so, for example, one of my criterium is the home team always gets a point. Now, when you go to Allegiant Stadium Southwest, uh, SoFi, um, I still give the home team one point, even though it's a Raider advantage and crowd, just because of the travel and all the logistics and everything. Um, going into this game prior to the season, I had it as a 7.5 to 2.5 Bills, and that's not points. It's just in my in my algorithm without a computer, a Hondo rhythm. <laughs> Anyways, um, and so – that number is significantly reduced. I'll talk to you more about it in my prediction. But um, I, I think this game is much closer. Not, I'm not talking about score. I'm just talking about as as prediction. Coming into this, if they were to play 100 times, I think the Bills would have won 75. I don't think that's the case anymore. I'll get into more of that later in the week. Um, I think the importance here, though, is just being close in the fourth quarter. Close in the fourth quarter. Um, and again, seven points, uh, as many as nine, can't be double digits. I don't think the Raiders can come back from double I mean, Okay, could they? Yes. Would I anticipate it? No. But uh, they just got to keep it close in the fourth quarter. Get, I mean, you're going to have the crowd lit for tomorrow. Now listen, the crowd in Buffalo is always lit. It's always lit. But you you, you, you get in there, DeMar Hamil, uh, Hamlin's there. Their first home game, they've already lost one. Um, the fans in Buffalo have a good time before the game. <laughs> What's that mean? Just go. They have a good time. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with it. They're having fun. And it's just a great crowd. So you got to, you know, just ignore it. Keep it close. And then all the panic on the Bills in the fourth quarter. Um, another one I want to talk about uh, was because of the Raiders, no panic. You get in the fourth quarter and the Raiders are in a, in a battle and you all of a sudden they realize this one isn't over, Josh Allen's going to press. He will because he's a winner. He's a fighter and he's a scrapper and he's a blue-collar player. And if he wasn't – it's like uh, many of you are too young to remember this, but Bill Lambeer, who played for the Detroit Pistons, everybody hated him except Piston fan, and if he wasn't, on the Pistons, they would have hated him too. You know, there's just there's those guys like Draymond Green, my buddy Draymond. I love Day Day, just love him. What a precious person, great guy. He's so competitive. He's just he's just that way. It's just the way he's built. I've known him since he's a kid. The way he was in Sag Nasty, he just or just just, just just the way Day Day is. Love him for it. Everybody hates Day Day unless Day Day's on your team, and then all of a sudden you got Draymond Green. We got Draymond Green. Except the people that know him, and they all love him. It's just to the people that know him, we love him dearly. Great human being. Super dad, great husband, great guy, great son. Not, I don't have one ill word to say about Draymond Green, but he's that kind of guy. And it's the same way with Josh Allen. You don't want him. I mean, you hate him unless he's on your team. He's just a scrapper, fighter. So get it into the fourth quarter. Let him feel all the pressure. All of it. Man, am I the only one who wishes it was game day? Let's go. Um, next, I want to talk about, um, and, and this one's important, the blitz 
I don't think the Raiders have to blitz every play, and that's not who they are. But they have to get pressure. And they just – Al Davis, and I've said this before, I don't remember the exact quote. I don't remember if he said it within the first play or the first series, but that quarterback must get hit and hit hard. Russell Wilson got pounded. It was a physical ball game. And the Raiders are bringing that. I'm I'm sorry. When, when I see Raider fans who are – if we don't lose Sunday, we'll know we're the same old Raiders. That's so stupid. Man, sometimes it's just better to be thought a fool than open your mouth and prove it. No one is gonna who's around football is gonna think these Raiders, any of us of these Raiders losing to the Bills, a potential Super Bowl team at home. But if you're a Raider fan, you got to be excited that Josh McDaniels is bringing back that blue-collar grit. It's special. All right, I got to get out to practice. Well, actually, that's not true. I got a lot to do to get ready to get to practice. But I got practice coming up later today. I don't even know what time it is. It's early. Um, so most of y'all are probably sleeping. But I'm going to get out to practice. We'll have tons more content. Tons more content and for you follow me on twitter at hondo carpenter h-o-n-d-o-c-a-r-p-n-t-e-r make sure you're on our facebook page las vegas raiders insider excuse me it's uh uh, sports illustrated's fan nation las vegas raiders insider on facebook if you go to any of our stories there's always a link there to click to our facebook so you can like it just get get in yesterday again we had 12 pieces of content on the website, ton on YouTube, ton on Twitter. We're going to have pictures from practice, video from practice. Going to take you inside the locker room. Don't pay others for what we're giving you for free. Remember, if you can't be here, we'll take you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate you, Raider Nation. We are growing so fast. We have such a great team. You know, Tom Lamar was a beat writer for 50 years. Now he's he writes every week. By the way, he had a great story coming this morning about Jimmy Garoppolo showing signs of Daryl LaMonica. Make sure you read that story. Oh, great job, Tom. Uh, Aiden Champion, one of our great writers. Uh, Ezekiel Trezevant, another one of our great writers. Carter Landis, Braden Reedy. Um, uh, Daryl Craig Harris does our videos and pictures, and we got such a great team. And remember, 12 pieces of content just on the website yesterday, probably closer to 20 when you look at all of our areas. Um, and it's all free. And and uh, we're out there just bringing it. So I appreciate all of you. Remember to subscribe, follow us, do all that kind of stuff. I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks, everybody. Hope you have a good day. God bless you. Be safe. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.